Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place where women in business come to learn more about health, beauty, body language, and communication. That's a lot. I'm Christine Brunelli, chiropractor and former beauty salon owner turned certified image consultant, helping you glow from the inside out. I have a really hard time changing my podcast title. Some people have said, you probably need to change your title. I would rather change the content of my podcast and start another one than change the title. I love Fierce Fit Feminine, and the world recently lost a fierce fit woman, and that is what I want to talk about today, Tina Turner. All of us get to stand on the shoulders of someone that was in our past to keep us strong so that when we have hard times, we can move forward. We learn from them and we move forward, even if it's in baby steps. Tina's story is one that would inspire anyone. And if you don't know it, I won't go in detail, but we're going to talk about a fierce fit woman and the legacy that she leaves behind for all of us to carry on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. If you're listening to this episode, I'm going to assume that you are one of two people. You are inspired by strong women who have overcome obstacles. That's me. I love stories of overcoming and thriving on the other side. Or you're a woman who is in a place right now where you need to dig deep for strength, for that inner fortitude to keep going. And I hope that this does it for you. And something that brings me to that is that Tina used to pray, actually chant. She was a Buddhist, and I'm going to give you the backstory in a minute, but as a Buddhist, before her concerts in her solo career, she would chant for one hour before a concert, and in her mind, she would chant these thoughts, whatever the chant was that she would say, in her mind, she has said in interviews, I would think about every single person coming through the door to see me in concert, and I would chant that I would be the inspiration and hope they need to go forward another day. How incredible is that? To go see someone in concert who was chanting or praying for you before you walked in the door. Only someone who has been through hell and back would do that. Maybe some people that have had a really easy peasy life would think that I'm going to pray for every single person. I shouldn't discount that. But Tina had been through hell and back. Her childhood alone was one that would make you shake your head. She grew up in a family where there was domestic violence. Mom got sick of it, left the husband. So she grew up watching violence while they were going to church when the mom fled and that left her with her dad. Her dad remarried. He didn't want the kids with her anymore. She ended up living with grandparents. They went to a Baptist church. They were very conservative. She started singing in the church and then started getting exposed as she was a late teenager to jazz clubs. And that is ultimately where she ended up meeting Ike Turner who she married. But all those years in her childhood, while she was going through all of her being bounced around from house to house, her name was Anna. She was Anna May. And to the day she died, she said, I am Anna May when I'm home and I'm my homebody. When I'm being creative, my creative self is Tina Turner. She didn't choose the name Tina. Ike did. Ike was the man that she performed with, Ike Turner. He chose the name and he also trademarked it so that if she ever left his band, she would not be able to call herself Tina. And Ike ended up being 
a verbally and physically and sexually abusive husband. And through years and years and years of them having amazing success on stage, she was being abused backstage, abused in the hotels, abused in the home. And think about the time when this was happening, 60s, 70s. This is a black woman going through this stuff. Who was going to believe her? She left a hotel after being beat in a taxi cab, and I hope this isn't triggering for anyone, but he was beating her until they got into a hotel. She cooed him and soothed him with kind words as she was bleeding and said, can I get you some food? And she was wooing him. He fell asleep. She took everything she had that she could fit and 36 cents in her, all she had was a gas, gasoline credit card and 36 cents to her name. She escaped the hotel, crossed a big highway in Texas, went into a hotel, obscure hotel, and said, beaten and bruised and bloody, I don't have any money, but I'm Tina Turner. And if you give me a room, I promise I'll pay you back. And that's how she left. But she didn't leave after the first beating, the second or the third. She did it for years and years, and she was stuck. Now, maybe you're not in a domestic violence situation. Maybe you're in something else where you feel really stuck. What was it that got Tina to that point? Well, what she said is, I felt like I was dead already. She said, I wasn't alive. I didn't feel alive. And at that point, she had already tried to commit suicide. And someone shared Buddhism with her. And even though she was raised in the Baptist faith and she adopted do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And a lot of the teachings that she had as a child in the Baptist faith, Buddhism really spoke to her. And she took on that faith and she loved the idea that we treat everyone with kindness and respect. And it was attributed to her healing. She used Buddhism as a source of strength for her to carry on. Now let's go back to the shoulders that we stand on. She has not, at this point in my story, started her solo career yet. Here she is. She escaped from an abusive marriage at a time when women didn't say they were being abused and they were believed, let alone a black woman at the time saying she was being abused and believed. She was on in contracts with her husband on record contracts and labels and shows and everything. She had all of that that she broke to get away. She broke contracts to get away. And she attributes it, her being able to do that, to her faith and specifically to friends. Herbie Hancock was one and some other people in the jazz world that came alongside of her, introduced her to faith, stayed with her until she got on her feet and just spoke life into her day after day after day. Building up to that, she had her church roots as a child that she would lean on. Some of the people that she grew up with said one word or said one phrase that stuck in her mind. So I want to hit pause right here. Wherever you are in life, wherever you are struggling, and wherever you're successful, we can attribute that success to someone who helped you get there. I have some things in my mind that I know that I know that I keep going and I push hard. For example, I was a competitive figure skater and my coach, I don't know, maybe I was 12 years old and I was practicing jumps and spins, trying to land an axle for the very first time. You've ever seen a skater do an axle, right? Or any type of jump like that. And 
I did it so many times. My arm was bruised because I kept falling. I just was done. I was tired. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this again. And he said, just remember this. Every time you want to quit practicing, someone out there wants it more than you. Every time you want to give up, the person out there that's going to beat you kept going when you quit and gave up. That has never left my head. I stand on the shoulders of that skating coach to this day. I give him credit for the fact that every time I get tired, I don't want to edit another document that I've written, or I don't want to do another thing in my work, or I don't want, don't want. I go back to that, that saying, something that he said to me when I was a child. I can give him credit for that. I am where I am because I draw on that strength. Other things that have spoken to me, my mother. I grew up in domestic violence. My mother was abused physically, verbally. I grew up in domestic physical abuse. My mother said to me when I was old enough to understand, you will go to college. I don't know how you're going to pay for it. Not, not I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> she said, I don't know how you're going to pay for it, but you are going because you will never be in this position. I never want you to be in a position where you cannot leave because of finances. I have to give my mom credit for my independence. Where are you today and who helped you get there? Whose shoulders are you standing on? I feel like Tina would take time to acknowledge that. In her honor, I want to just say she was amazing. She was fierce to do what she did in the time of the 1970s, what she did (laughs) coming out. I mean, the fierceness, the confidence, the bravery, all of it. She would stop and hit pause and say, I'm doing this because I have no choice, but also because someone in my past believed in me and I have a teeny tiny bit of hope. Where are you right now? And who has breathed that into you? I would love for you to take a second and consider it because none of us are here today 100% on our own doing. Yes, we have to do the things, but somebody gave us a nugget that helped us keep going. And I feel like we need to reflect and look back on that. Interestingly, I just listened to a podcast at the same time I knew I was going to be recording this one of one of my favorite, favorite podcasts. His name is Brendan Bruchard. He's a high performance coach. And he talked about his whole podcast talked about giving thanks and giving credit where credit is due. He went into all his college professors and high school coaches and all kinds of things. And I'm using it. I went, oh, I'm doing this about Tina Turner. How interesting. We're both talking about the same thing. But I really resonate with someone like Tina because she is a model, a role model for all of us to get ourselves unfreaking stuck. I mean, look what she got herself out of. Now let's move forward. Now she is away from Ike and she has to start a career all over again where people never knew her as Tina Turner alone. She didn't go back to her old name. Somehow she fought to keep Tina Turner. They never knew her as a solo artist. If you're listening to this before June 14th, 2023, I have a super fun workshop coming up. It is for women over 40 who want to learn how to use makeup to look more youthful, energetic, and radiant 
both on and off camera. So if you're going for a photo shoot or you're going to a special event, it is a one hour workshop done with you. I'm not teaching at you like you watch YouTube. I'm going to be doing it live with you step by step. I'm so excited. So many people want this work and they want to work with someone who has mature skin like them. No offense to all the YouTubers with the 25 to 28 year old skin. We love you, but it's different when your face starts to sag. And I'm here to help all the ladies over 40 learn how to use makeup and ways that are not the way we used to wear it when we were 20 and 30 years old. It's different when we're older. If you want to join this workshop, the link to enroll is in the show notes. You can tap it right now as you're listening. I hope to see you there. She had to build from scratch. And for a while, her money was all going to pay back contracts that she had broken. And she ended up being the first black woman on the cover of Rolling Stone. She ended up being called the queen of rock and roll. She ended up being a role model for all musicians. She's amazing. Where are you stuck and where do you want to be? So that's my next question for you. Let's just hit pause and forget the stuckness and think in your mind, where is it that you want to be in 10 years? She always knew she wanted a peaceful life, full of love, full of happiness, and she wanted to perform. She always knew that. She wanted to give back. That's what she went for. It took her time, but by the 80s, by the 1980s, I think it was 1984, she had her first hit album. The album was Private Dancer, and on the album, besides the song Private Dancer, was What's Love Got to Do With It. That album came out, hit platinum, Eight years after she left her abusive husband, it took her eight years. That's why I'm saying 10-year vision. This doesn't always happen in one year or two years as much as we want it to. I know. I'm just like you. Like, my goodness, I've already been through hell. Hasn't it been long enough? Let me just have a year of a breather. She, she was hustling and grinding At the same time, she was meditating and praying and taking all the steps forward. And by the time 1984 came, everybody in the world knew who she was. She was a household name. She had performed in movies. She had had acting debuts. She had been on stages with all the famous people. Rod Stewart, Elton John, Cher, Lionel Richie. She went from someone who was under the thumb of someone who was controlling her, literally every move she made, to now having freedom to go wherever she wanted and the money to do it. And she did it on the shoulders of people that spoke life into her, on faith that gave her the strength when she felt like she didn't have it, and most interestingly, drug and alcohol free. How cool is that? There is a clip of her on YouTube accepting an award, a music award. And in her speech, she said, that is what I'm most proud of, that I have done this without drugs and alcohol. She got a standing ovation. So many times we just think, oh, I can't do it. I need to take the edge off. And it takes us down a black hole. She'd already lived in the black hole. She didn't want to be in that black hole anymore. She did this. Because of people that spoke into her, she had people rally around her or she drew on strength from people in her past and her faith. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Where are you stuck and where do you want to go? What are the truths 
that you know to be true, that you can grasp onto, hold onto to get you there. You don't have to figure out the how. It's the why and the what. The final thing is Tina's legs. Can we just end this on a high note? I mean, besides her coming out and thriving like a boss, the woman was not just fierce, she was fit. Oh my God. (laughs) Legs for days. She danced like a wild woman on stage while she sang in four-inch stiletto heels, sometimes higher. They became her trademark. She did that intentionally to help build her reputation as a solo performer. She knew she had to do something to make herself stand out. And I mean, everybody can agree. The woman had amazing legs. She was fit. There was no way she could perform in concerts as long as she did and dance the way she did without being fit. She was fierce and fit. And in this whole 15 minutes of listening to me talk about Tina Turner, if you came away with only one thing, I hope it's this. Wherever you're stuck, you're choosing to be there. You don't have to wait until you're walking dead to get out. It's your decision. It's your move. Figure out where you want to be. And you don't have to get there. It's not, it's not going to happen next week. You have to take the baby step to get out. Hang on to your faith. Draw from it. Draw from the people who have spoken into your life and the truths you know to be true and move forward. That is all I have for you this week. See you next time. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Go to the show notes to enroll in the makeup workshop if you're a woman over 40 and you want a flawless makeup application that helps you look more radiant and beautiful and youthful on camera and off. It is on Wednesday, June 14th at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern. There are replays available if you can't make it live. Just tap the link in the show notes to enroll. And if you have any questions, you can always send me a message at info at christinebrunelli.com. Okay, my friend, until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.